Welcome to a life-changing encounter with the Word of God, presented to you from the Kodesh, Lighthouse Chapel International. This great teaching provides clear and straightforward answers for anyone desiring to walk according to the Word of God. Enjoy some of the most comprehensive and down-to-earth teachings as taught at the Lighthouse Chapel International. Let us arise. 
the work of the Lord. testimony in the house. We want to welcome our sister Estelle to tell us of the Lord's goodness. Hallelujah. Shall I put our hands together and celebrate the Lord's goodness? Amen. Do we love testimonies? Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm a bit nervous, so if you realize that my English weren't good, please pardon me. Anyway. Um, about three years ago, um, I was in another branch, and the pastor then said to help one of the young ladies to get her university um, whatever registration together. So we did that, and then she went to university and all that. Then I didn't hear from her after that. Then last September, I went to South Africa and met one of our colleagues there, and we started talking about church and all of that, and he said, all these churches and all these empty buildings from Monday to Saturday, they should be used to make something worthwhile for the people of Ghana, you know. Do pure water or bake cakes or, I mean, use the hall for something good. Because after Sunday, what else is the building being used for? I was like, ah, how does that work? The church is the holy place for God. We had a very long argument, almost an hour. So we parted ways and then I went to my room and all my hotel. The next morning when I woke up, I had gotten a message, a text message or a WhatsApp message, I can't remember, from this very girl who had not, I mean, spoken to me since, hadn't sent me, hadn't contacted me, saying, thank you for helping me. I'm now in university, all of that level, 300. Can you imagine? Three years ago, she never said anything. The Friday that I had the argument with the gentleman, the Saturday morning, and it happened that that Saturday morning, I was meeting him. So my phone was very ready, Ankasa, Ankasa. As soon as we met, I said, have you seen what God is doing? That he wants us to work in the church and help the people in the church and not use it for pure water and um, agroga biscuits and all of that. Have you seen? So in fact, when that happened, I realized that we serve a living God. He is with us in our, everywhere we go, whatever we say. He's there with us. So what problem will he not solve? I didn't pray. I didn't pray. I didn't say, God, show me something too. And that lady is actually one of the dancing stars in, in Bishop's Church right now. Please praise God with me. We serve a living God. Thank you. Hallelujah. Amen. What a blessing. We will not use the church to sell pure water and bake cake at all. I've been transformed in the church. Amen. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, our pastor, 
our shepherd, our seasoned prophet is in the house to bring to us the word of the Lord. With Jesus' joy, let us welcome the Bishop Eddie Fabian. Hallelujah. His mouth. We should use the church to sell pure water. Didn't he see Jesus lashing people in the church who were selling the church? He's not correct. They should give us the ministries to do church service on Sundays. If they would also like to do that. But anyway, I believe that it's a good thing to be in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, those of you at the back, you're not excited. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We've tried to make the 45, those who are 45 years and above, very special in our services. So we're giving them a special place on my left-hand side here. Hallelujah. I hear the ashes struggle with you when they want to direct you there. But we want to make you special. We know that you don't want to be moved, but... Just be there for us so that we can also know that we have reserved a special place for you. Amen. So if you are 45 and above, maybe today you cannot move, but next week when you come on my left-hand side, we have a special place for you. So please come. Let's show some love for the 45 years and above. I tell you, it's not easy to be 45. Even 40, it's not easy. Yeah, so we need to respect them. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, um, I also want to announce that God willing, from next Sunday, we are beginning our feeding 527. Hallelujah. And the books are supposed to be available. I don't know. Um, So they are trying to get it. How much is it going for? Just shout, shout. 15, okay, so 15 Ghana cities. Um, I think normally it's 25 or 30 or so, but it's going for 15. The art of ministry, amen. Hallelujah. Oh, show some love, show some love, show some love. Hallelujah. Auntie Mami, we love you. Amen. So please, let's get the books, because from next Sunday... We're going to um, be using the book uh, for, the, for the month or for about six weeks. It's our feeding 527. Amen. We always have a time in the year where we pick one of Bishop's books and teach from it. Amen. So make sure that you get a copy of the books. They are going to get it out. We'll get it before we leave here. 15 Ghana cities. Amen. And then also to remind you that next week's Sunday is Communion Sunday. Hallelujah. So come along with a bottle of wine. Amen. And some bread. Let's bless it and pray over it. Like we said, the essence of it. So that you can also have communion at home. When you have it there, you can be taking communion from time to time till... The next time we have communion service again. Amen. I know that the 8th of May is also Mother's Day. I don't know what is happening. I'm sure we're looking forward to it. It will be wonderful to have mommy preach to us on that Sunday. Hallelujah. So I believe that is what is going to happen. And uh, since you're all clapping, it means that it's going to happen. And because the first lady is here, it's going to happen. Oh, come on, show some love. Hallelujah. Amen. So, take note of that. Not next Sunday, but the next one is Mother's Day. So, let's all take note and uh, invite a mother figure or your own mother to church. And this is how sometimes we're able to win them for Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, are you ready for our memory verse today? Okay. Acts chapter 20. And verse 28. 
Acts chapter 20 and verse 28. Amen. All right. Shall we all read it together? Ready, go. Take heed, therefore, unto yourselves and to all the flock over the which the Holy Ghost has made you overseers to feed the church of God, which he has purchased with his own blood. Acts chapter 20, verse 28. Can we take it again? Acts chapter 20, verse 28. Take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock over the which the Holy Ghost has made you overseers to feed the church of God which he has purchased with his own blood. Acts chapter 20, verse 28. Amen. So this is what makes King James very exciting to memorize. Over the witch. <laughs> All right. So, should we take it one more time and then we say, okay, ready, go. Acts chapter 20, verse 28. Take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock over the which the Holy Ghost has made you overseers to feed the church of God which he has purchased with his own blood. Acts chapter 20, verse 28. Okay. We want to take it off now. All right. Shall we take it together? Ready, go. Acts chapter 20, verse 28. Take heed therefore unto yourselves and unto the flock over the which the Holy Ghost has made you overseers and to feed the church of God which he has purchased with his own blood. Acts chapter 20 verse 28. Put your hands together for yourselves. Hallelujah. Amen. Father, we thank you so much for today. We ask for the presence of your spirit. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. Come here with your presence. Fill us, O oh God. Have your way. Have your way. Let your will be done. Let your will be done. Comforter and counselor. Come and comfort us. Come and counsel us. Teach us your word. Guide us into all truth. Oh yes, may we be empowered by your spirit, oh God. May we not leave here the same. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Please be seated in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. Turn with me once again, Romans chapter 8. Just a foundational scripture to just take off. I'm still on the series Preaching, Teaching, and Healing, um, written by Bishop Dag. Uh, There's a book you must get. I think now these ones are out of print, but it's part of one of the books in the Macarius Church Planting. So you can get it and also flow with it. Okay, Romans chapter 8 from verse 18. The Bible says that, For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. For the earnest expectation of the creature waited for the manifestation of the sons of God. For the creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason of him who has subjected the same in hope, because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. Verse 22. For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now. Amen. Well, the Bible says um, the whole world, the whole creation is travailing in pain, uh, waiting for what? For the manifestation of the sons of God. The sons of God are the ones who have the solution to the problems of mankind. God sent his own son, Jesus, to come and die for us. To come and show us the way. How we can 
live this life. The Bible says that the thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But Jesus said, I am come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. You can live a better life with Jesus. And um, when you give your life to Christ, the Bible says that we die with him, we are buried with him, we are resurrected with him, and we ascend with him. Hallelujah. And as he's seated at the right hand of God the Father, we are also seated by the Father. So we are seated in heavenly places. So we have a better life. And that's the life that the world wants to also have. But they cannot have it because they don't know Jesus. And the Bible says that they are groaning in pain. They are crying. What is the way out? But Jesus came to show us the way out. And I'm sure that if we were to allow the world, or even any of us, to show the way, maybe we would have suggested some things. If God became a man, I mean, what would he do? What would he want to do? Oh, he will, he will build more universities. He will build more roads. He will... Uh, more hospitals, more KVIPs. What a shock. You know, because these are the things that we feel is a solution to man's problem. But God is wiser than us. And God knows our problems. And I tell you, it is the problem, the same problem everywhere throughout the world. Everywhere, the same things. That's why the gospel works everywhere. As you preach it, oh. When you travel anywhere, just preach the gospel. You'll be okay. Don't try preaching anything. Preach the gospel of Jesus. You'll be fine. It works everywhere. Hallelujah. So God has always had in mind to help mankind. And that's why he sent Jesus to come and die. So the Bible says in Matthew chapter 9 and verse 35, that when Jesus came to the earth, what did he do? Bible says that he went around the villages, the towns, the cities, he was teaching in their synagogues. He was preaching everywhere. And he was healing all that were sick. Three things he did. Preaching, teaching, and healing. And so I started sharing with you about preaching. Why we must preach. And the fact that one, God has chosen preaching. Whether we like it or not. That's what God has chosen. He has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save mankind. First Corinthians 1 and verse 21. And then we also learned that. Preaching saves lives. People are saved through preaching. Bible says that how can they hear except there be first a preacher? When somebody preaches, we hear the gospel and then we are saved. How can they call on the Lord? For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. But how can they call except they hear? How can they hear except there be a preacher? That is why you are going to be a preacher. Lift your hand and say, I preacher. So we see throughout the scriptures that people were preachers. Noah was a preacher. Bible calls him the preacher of righteousness. Moses was a preacher. He preached. All of them preached. Isaiah said, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me, for he has anointed me to preach. So they were all preachers preaching the gospel. Jonah was a preacher. He went to the city of Nineveh and preached the gospel. And the Bible says that the whole city gave their life to Christ. When Jesus left, he gave the disciples also that work to do. And so Peter, on that day when the Holy Ghost came upon him, the Bible says that he preached. And 3,000 people gave their life to Christ. I believe that that same anointing is coming upon the church today. You shall preach and thousands will give their life to Christ. If you believe it, shout yes. And say, I preacher. Yeah. If we can have iPhone and I whatever, we can have I preacher too. Say, I preacher. Yeah. So, preaching has been what God has chosen. And so, preaching has gone on throughout the ages. And we also said that preaching tackles the root of the problem. God doesn't want to just deal with it at the surface. He goes to the root of the problem. When you get the thing at the root, that's it. Sin is the, is the problem of man. So once sin is dealt with, the problem is, is dealt with also. Hallelujah. And then we also said that preaching does what? Preaching, it, was, it releases the power of God. 
Romans 1, 16. Paul said, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation for everyone who believes, to the Jew first and to the Greek. And he said that the power that makes you and I be seated here today totally comes through preaching. That's why we must preach. Hallelujah. And then finally, we said that preaching gives hope. When people have lost hope, when they hear preaching, they have hope again. Bible says that these things were written, Romans 15 verse 4, for our learning and our admonition, that we through the comfort of the scriptures might have hope. Hope comes when you hear the preaching of the word of God. Bible says in Romans 15, 13, it says that the God of hope shall fill you with joy so that you'll be full of hope. May you be full of hope this morning as you hear the word. Well, today I want to quickly move on because we don't have too much time. I want to talk about teaching. In Matthew chapter 28 and verse 18, which we all know as the Great Commission, Jesus gave that commission to the disciples. He said to them, All power in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Hallelujah. Then he said to them, Go ye therefore, because I have all power, go therefore. Anytime you see therefore, find out what is it therefore. <laughs> so go ye therefore, because I have power, into all nations. It's a teaching all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Then he said, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. So the command that Jesus gave to the disciples also was to teach. So not just to preach. We have seen that preaching is powerful. But teaching is equally powerful, if even not more powerful. Somehow, people love preaching more than teaching. When you put a preacher there and you put a teacher there, most people will go for a preacher. Because the preaching brings a certain life. Preaching brings a certain joy. As the preacher is preaching, he says, I see you receiving. I see the power of God flowing over you. Lift your hand and shout, yeah! That one sounds more exciting, isn't it? But if somebody comes and say, open to. Then when you underline, open to. And this open to, open to, people don't like it. But that is the key to great things in your life. In Isaiah 28 and verse 9, Isaiah chapter 28 verse 9, so what I'm doing, I'm teaching you. <laughs> it says that whom shall he teach knowledge? Who are the people that is going to teach knowledge? And whom shall he make to understand doctrine? He said, them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breast. Listen, there comes a time you must, be, you must be weaned from the milk and drawn from the breast. Some of you, since you got born again, you have been at the breast for a long time. Every time you are with your pastor, every day crying like a baby. Hey, ask the next person, are you a baby? Are you a baby? It is the people who like preaching, preaching, preaching. They are the babies. They don't like teaching. They like, yeah, hey. When you say open to them, they are angry. They don't even bring Bibles to church. They don't have notebooks. Look at the person sitting by, whether the person is writing notes. If the person is not writing notes, straight away, that's a baby sitting by you. Who is not drawn from the breasts? Is not weaned from the milk. Hey! He like the milk here. Yeah, give us such people don't grow well. Yeah, you see, milk is just for babes. The Bible says that strong meat belongs to them who, by reason of use, have their senses exercised to discern between good and evil. When you begin to receive teaching, you are able to discern between good and evil. 
when you begin to receive teaching, you are able to take decisions on your own. You don't always run to pastor, tell me what to do. You will begin to take decisions on your own. I see people who are receiving teaching. And you are also going to be a teacher in the name of Jesus. Lift your hand and say, I teacher. They are not drawn from the breast. They are not weaned from the milk. Verse 10, Bible says that for precepts must be upon precepts. We have to be teaching you one upon the other. We take our time and then we give you. Precept must be upon precept, line upon line, here a little, there a little. So we say, open to this place. Then when you open, you say, you know, open to this side too. Here a little, there a little. We put them together and you receive all. Oh, somebody put your hands together for Jesus. Give the Lord a shout of prayer. You need it. It will make you a better Christian. You see a lot of people shallow. Shallow Christians who are tossed about. Yesterday, somebody sent me some pictures. There are some people standing at uh, Accra Mall wearing t shirts, or Muslims, wearing t shirts and holding placards. And they are saying, ah, I sent the pictures. So I wish you could put it on the screen. They are saying that we, if, you don't, if you are a Muslim and you don't believe in Jesus, you are not a real Muslim. Oh, yeah, they are walking around Accra Mall. Somebody said they saw them also at the Kanishi Market. Now they are using another. And you will find some babes, baby Christians. Uh, that's why. Mm, yeah, you see, they are all the same. Me, I've always thought that way. You see, you are a baby, you are shallow. You don't know anything about the word. That's why you must be taught. Here a little, there a little. Because sometimes somebody will just open one place to you. And as for the Bible, you can use it to confuse and bamboozle a lot of people. But you see, there's always another side to whatever you are seeing. So open to this. Okay, me too, I have another scripture. Open to this place. Let's see what that scripture is also saying. Immediately you see that the person is quiet. Here a little, there a little. Anytime Jesus healed people in the Bible, you will never hear that they came to be healed. Every time what you hear is that they came to hear and to be healed. They came to hear and to be healed. They came to hear and to be healed. You know, sometimes you may receive something, it may look like you have been healed, but you are not healed. When you have received a teaching and a certain understanding, that's when healing comes. Yeah. That's why we teach you. That's why even at the turning point, I love to teach the people first before I start ministering to them. Because when you don't, a certain understanding is not there. And when you go, you will come back with the same problem. That's why people who go for this type of uh, program, they are the same people who go all the time. If like check, go and mark a register. You see that the person who came last week is the same person with the same problem. Because he hasn't received a certain understanding. Luke 5.15, he said, but so much the more went there a fame abroad of him, and great multitudes came together to hear and to be healed by him of their infirmities. Luke six seventeen, And he came down with them and stood in the plain, and the company of his disciples and a great multitude of people out of all Judea and Jerusalem, and from the sea coast of Tyre and Sidon, which came to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. Proverbs 4.20, the Bible says that my son, attend to my words. Give attention to my words. Incline your ears to my saying. Do not let them depart from your eyes. He said, for they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. When you have this word, it brings healing and it brings deliverance to you. You need the teaching of the word. That's what we must be taught. May we receive the teaching. Hallelujah. So, preaching. There are differences between preaching and teaching. You know, there are two ways that the word of God will enter you. It either enters through your spirit, your heart. Or through your mind. Yeah. So usually the preaching will just enter you through your heart, your mind. And then the, your, your spirit, and then the teaching will enter through your mind. 
So that's why people don't like it. It's like, I have to think, I have to be closed down. But the Bible says, Romans 12, verse 2, it says that, be you transformed by the renewing of your mind. What makes you change is a certain transformation in your thinking, your thought processes. Because as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So the way you think, that's how you are. So teaching addresses the way you think. It begins to work on the way you think, change the way you think. You begin to think in a better way. Then you find that your life is moving to a higher level. Oh, I see you moving to a higher level. So the Bible says that you will be able to prove what is that good and, and acceptable and perfect will of God. As soon as your mind begins to work in a certain way, you are able to tell what is the will of God for your life. And that's what we need. Preaching makes you feel good. It's nice. We like it. But the teaching is also good and even better. Oh, May you enjoy preaching. May you enjoy teaching. In the name of Jesus. One time when King Jehoshaphat wanted to have a stable nation. Stability. The Bible says in 2 Chronicles chapter 17 from verse 3. He gathered the people and taught them. Teaching everywhere. Bible mentioned different places. And the Lord was Jehoshaphat because he walked first in the ways of his father David. Verse 4. But sought to the Lord God and walked in his commandment. Verse 5. Bible says that therefore the Lord established the kingdom in his hand. And all Judah brought to Jehoshaphat presents. Hey! People will bring you presents. And he had riches and honor in abundance. Verse 6. And his heart was lifted up in the ways of the Lord. Verse 7. Also in the third year of his reign, he sent to his princes, even to ben Benhel, to Obadiah, to Zachariah, to Nathaniel, to Micaiah, to teach in the cities of Judah. Teach. Teach. Verse 8, what does it say? And with them he sent Levites and Shemaiah and all these people he sent. It's like Basel shepherds he was sending into the city. He was sending Basel shepherds and zonal leaders to go into the city and preach. Bible says, and they taught in Judah and had the book of the law of the Lord with them and went about throughout all the cities of Judah and taught the people. Stability came into the land. Bible says in verse 10 that people were afraid of them now. And the fear of the Lord fell upon all the kingdoms of the land that were around about Judah. They were now afraid of them. Anybody who has the word, the, your enemies are afraid of you. The devil is afraid of you when you have the word. That's why he doesn't want you to receive teaching. Preaching there, when you get it, most people, when they leave, they are forgotten. They only remember the stories. The things that made us laugh and the things that made us jump, those are the things we remember. Hey, today, he preached. When he said, what was said? He said, oh, we don't remember. But you see, the place was charged and the people were happy. It was powerful. But teaching, the word will be in your heart. The devil cannot come and steal it. Sometimes when you come here excited and you leave, most times you, you, you just drop the thing. As soon as you leave, the enemy comes to steal it. And sometimes when teaching is going on, he will make you begin to sleep. Because he knows that when you hear the teaching, you shall be a fearful person. So he will not allow you to hear teaching. But we shall hear teaching. We shall receive teaching. Let me give you three reasons why you must receive teaching or we must teach. We must go to our bassels and teach. If you are not a bassel leader from today, decide that you are going to be a bassel leader. Oh, I didn't hear your amen at all. I said, may you be a bassel leader. Say, I teacher. Say, I preacher. And say, I teacher. You must be a teacher. Hebrews 5 verse 12. It says that for when for the time you ought to be a teacher. You have need that one teach you again. Which be the first principles of the oracles of God. And you have need of milk and not of strong meat. 
Bible says that milk belongs to babes. <laughs> but strong meat belongs to them who by reason of use have their senses exercised. Why do we need teaching? Number one, because teaching of the word brings light. 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 Teaching of the word brings what? Light. Psalm 119 verse 105, the Bible says that, Thy word, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Thy word. Without the word, you are walking in darkness. And that's why Jesus said, I am the light of the world. He that is not with me will walk in darkness. But when the word of God comes, it brings light. Revelation. People's eyes are open and they begin to see. Wow. I didn't know this. I didn't know this. I didn't know this. And then you begin to have deeper understanding. Yeah. That's why when people receive understanding, they, they begin to say, Ah, uh, I see. Because light has come. They begin to see. There's a lot of deception, and the devil dwells in deception. He thrives in darkness. He loves it when people are ignorant. And so when the word of God is not being taught, the devil is happy. And a lot of people are in darkness. These days, the doctrines in the church, he... Things that are being taught in churches, you'll be amazed. Sometimes when you hear some of them, teachings on salvation, teachings on giving, so many things. People are being transformed into all sorts of things. And these are doctrines that a lot of people are receiving and they are supporting. Because knowledge is not there. We don't have it. We don't have knowledge. The light is not there. The devil thrives in that. When you are in unforgiveness, you are in darkness. When you are walking in pride, you are in darkness. You never know. Not until the light comes, you will never know that you are walking in unforgiveness. You will never know that you are walking in pride. And the devil is very happy. But as soon as teaching comes... Understanding comes to you and the light comes on into your life. Immediately, you see the demons in your life. They begin to run away. They run away. They run away. They run away. They run away. A lot of people say we are going for deliverance. What is deliverance? What is going to give you the deliverance? The same people go back for this deliverance again. Because sometimes more demons are put into them. But what did he say? He said in Psalm 107 verse 20, he said, he said, I will send forth my word. He sends forth his word to heal them and to what? Deliver them from their distractions. Deliverance comes when the word of God comes. As soon as the word of God is taught, you will find that you are delivered from every bondage. I declare anybody who is here who is bound, may you be delivered in Jesus' name. You see how sometimes when you leave your house and you go out, if there are rats in the house, they'll be having a field day because you switch off the light and you have left. And they are, they are running out. They are just happy eating your, your meat and things in the house. But as soon as you arrive, sometimes your kitchen, then you switch on the light. They say, shoo, 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 shoo. These are like little demons in your kitchen. In the same way, there are rats that are in our hearts, in our lives. When the preaching of the word, when the teaching of the word comes, the rats begin to run away because the light comes on and they oh, somebody give the Lord a shout of a ring. 
light comes on. They say, hey, we don't want this light. And they run away. Reason number two. See, Bible says that give no place to the devil. Have teaching. People will not like listening to a message. That's why you must connect to the podcast and listen. Bishop will be preaching. You see that teaching is taking place and you are receiving your own personal deliverance. Deliverance is taking in your life, taking place in your life. Number two, the teaching of the word is a sword in action. A sword. Ah, Ephesians chapter 6 verse 17. Bible says, I put on the whole armor of God. And one of the things is the sword of the spirit. Which is the word of God. When you have the word of God, it's like a sword in action. A sword in action. And it will be cutting through. When the word is coming, you see that it will be cutting the demons in your life. So the demons are not happy. One time the Bible says that Jesus was teaching someone, Mark 1.21. As he was teaching, the Bible says that there was a man who was full of demons. And they went into Capernaum and straight away, on the Sabbath day, he entered into the synagogue and taught. And they were astonished at his teaching and not as the scribes. A man with an unclean spirit was there. And he cried out, saying, let us alone. What have we to do with you, thou Jesus of Nazareth? Now, what did Jesus do? He was just teaching. He didn't do anything. He didn't go to the man and say, demons, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. He was just teaching, teaching, teaching. At the point, the swords were piercing. The swords were cutting. The swords were cutting. Then the man was sitting down. The thing was just saying, I die! I die! I die! And we want up, and we want. Have you been there sometimes when you are preaching? Say, ah, preaching, and we want me, and we want me, and we want me. It is the word which is a sword, which is cutting some things from your life. May certain things be cut off from your life in the name of Jesus. If you believe it, shout, yeah. Why do you think people scream? It is the, the, the sword that is cutting, it is breaking them. A preachable, a preachable. Sometimes when they are preaching, you can see that this word dear. Yeah. <sighs> One day, Archbishop Duncan Willey said he was at somewhere they were preaching, and the word, the way the word was going, he said, mm, "My flesh don't like this message. <laughs> My flesh don't like this message. See that your flesh doesn't like the message. It is cutting. For the word of God, Hebrews four twelve, is quick." It is powerful. It is sharper than any two-edged sword. Piercing even to the dividing asunder of the soul and the spirit and of the bone and the marrow. And it's a designer of the thoughts and intents and the purposes of the heart. So nobody knows what is there. But when the word comes, it goes into your heart. It goes into your mind. It goes into your spirit. And it begins to cut some things and deal with them. Before you realize, you are being set free. I declare this morning that people... I'll be set free from demonic holes in the name of Jesus. If you believe, you shout amen. It is cutting. It is breaking. It is setting you free. I see people being set free. Finally, the teaching of the word is the planting of a seed. In your life. Mark 4.14 says that. The sower sowed the word. The sower sowed the word. That's the story of uh, the sower. The parable of the sower. When he finished, some people went to ask Jesus, What do you mean? He said, the preaching of the word is like sowing seeds. Falls on different ground. But what you need to understand, why the devil also doesn't want you to hear the gospel or to be taught is that every day when you come, 
care a little, there a little, line upon line, precept upon precept, seeds are being sown, seeds of righteousness, seeds of holiness, seeds of blessings, seeds of breakthroughs, seeds of deliverance. They are being sown. Once it is being sown, definitely it will bring forth fruit. And so one day you will be there. And before you realize, you have become somebody who is full of the Holy Ghost. Somebody who is bringing forth fruit of the Spirit. Bringing forth fruit of righteousness. Bringing forth fruit of deliverance. We look at you and you are a changed person. That's why sometimes people come to church and you wonder, what happened to this person? I have been seeing him, but today something has changed about him. Oh, I see something changing about you. You are going to be a different person. We are going to see the fruits of righteousness in your life. The fruits of the spirit we will see it in your life your life will not be the same again i see the power of god and the power of the holy ghost at work in your life something will change you change and people see it oh i've shared this story many times and i'll share it again this morning I heard a story of a man. He was living in a house somewhere. He was struggling. He couldn't pay his rent. Life was hard and difficult. He couldn't pay his rent. And one day there was the landlord who was a Muslim. The landlord called this boy and said, Hey, my brother, I don't know what is your problem. But come, have you seen the church there? I don't know. When people go there, something happens to them. They come out smiling. So you to go there, something will happen. The brother went to the church And the word of God was being preached Line upon line Precept upon precept Here a little, there a little The guy started changing His mind was working correctly He was able to discern between good and evil He was able to know the will of God for his life He gave his life to Christ He got born again Things were changing He became very rich Life was going well He was able to pay his rent the landlord looked at the thing. There was another boy in the house. He was also struggling. He said, brother, come to me. I don't know. Look at this, your guy. He was walking here recently. He started going to that church. And I think the teachings, I don't know. It has changed him. He's beginning to bear the fruits of righteousness. Fruits of holiness. He said, you to go there. Maybe something will happen to you. The guy also went to the church. The word was good. The preaching was powerful. The teaching was good. Here a little, there a little, line upon line, precept upon precept. As he received the word, something started happening. Seeds were being sown. The sword was cutting. The light was shining. He was beginning to bring forth fruits. He was doing well. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standing in the way of sinners, nor seated in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. His leaves will not wither, and he shall bring forth fruit in his season. And whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. This scripture was working in the brother's life. The Muslim looked at the thing. He said, me too. I am going to the church. I am going to the church. I am going to the church. I see you bearing fruits. People will follow you to church. People will come to church and serve the Lord. Stand to your feet. Lift your hand and give the Lord a shout. Oh, Jesus. Lift up your hands to the Lord and talk to God right now. Pray that you will love teaching. You will love the teaching of the word. Pray that you will also be a teacher of the word. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. Pray for yourself. May the spirit of a teacher come upon you. I, teacher, I'm going to be a teacher. I will teach like Jesus taught. I will teach wherever I go. At school, teach. At your workplace, teach. Teaching will bring light. Teaching will release the sword of the spirit. Teaching will make you so cease. Teach your children. 
teach your family, teach everyone, teach your old students group, teach them the word of God. Their lives will be transformed. They will be different people. Oh Jesus, we bless you. We thank you. Go ye therefore and teach all nations. Go, go, go. Go ye therefore and teach all nations. Go, go, go. Baptizing them. Baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Go. If you love me, really love me, feed my sheep. Oh, if you love me, really love me, feed my sheep. Lord, I'm with you. Lord, I'll be with you forever. said if you love me feed my sheep take heed to yourselves and to the flock over the which the holy ghost has made you overseers to feed the church of god which he has purchased with his own blood today with every head bow with all eyes closed if you're here somebody invited you to church but you're not born again you haven't experienced jesus the way we are describing him today the light of God is not shining in your life. Evil spirits are just having their way. But today you want to say, Lord, I surrender my heart to you. I want to be born again. With every head bowed, with all eyes closed. You want to surrender your life to Jesus wherever you are. Lift up your right hand. And I'm going to pray with you. God bless you. I see your hands. I like the way your hand just shut up. God bless you. At the back, God bless you. I see your hands. Let it go up above your head. Don't be shy. Today is a day of salvation. Let your hand go up above your head. God bless you. I see your hands. Let them go up. God bless you. Over there, I see your hand. Let it go up. Don't be shy. Today is a day of salvation for you. God bless you. Over there, I see your hand. God bless you. God bless you. Now, if you have lifted up your hand, do one more thing for me. Can you walk out of your seat and come to me right now? Clap for them as they come. Come quickly. Come all the way. Maybe you didn't lift your hand, but you want to join them. Move out of your seat and come. Clap for them as they come. Clap for them as they come. Oh, come quickly. Come all the way. Where Jesus is calling, his will Oh, clap for them. Many people are coming to Jesus. Come. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Come run into the mercy seat. Come run into the mercy seat. Wow. It's amazing. Thank you, Jesus. Let me also kneel with you. Let's pray together. Just lift up your two hands as a sign of surrender. And let's all join them as we pray. Say, Lord Jesus, this morning, I thank you for dying on the cross to save me from my sins. I admit that I'm a sinner. Please forgive me all my sins. Come into my heart. Make me a new person. Write my name in the Lamb's Book of Life from today. I will serve you. I will follow you for the rest of my days. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Amen. Hallelujah.
God bless you. Please stand to your feet. Hallelujah. Taking a very important decision. And I believe that your life will not be the same again. We believe you have been blessed by this powerful teaching from the Kodesh, Lighthouse Chapel International. For further inquiries, please call 030-7010-444. That's 030-7010-444. God richly bless you.